Sports powered by BetMGM, live from Mandu and Brentwood. I'm Austin Stanley. He's Luke Warsham in for Zach Bingham once again. Uh, make sure you follow us all over Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, we are Nash- TikTok. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for our show, and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area at renterswarehouse.com. Mandu, that's where we're at this morning in Mandu and Brentwood. They are the pulse of fitness where one 15-minute workout equals five-plus hours in the weight room. Mandu.com, your first workout is absolutely free. Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your car buying process by simply going to wilsoncountyhyundai.com or seeing what they have in Lebanon, and the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. So, Luke. Already, already. Um, Don't be a hater, Luke. Already the, the comments accusing me of being negative are rolling well, in. Well, you know, if you if you, if they, if Titans fans compare you to the national talking heads, then, oh, no. then I, Luke I, is one of the more positive people that talks <laughs> about the Titans uh, on planet Earth. So, yet again, uh, here we are on a Tuesday morning yes. reacting to something uh, dumb that a national media member said about the Tennessee Titans. Luke, I'll just ask you this question. Yes. Before we play the Keyshawn Johnson video, because we mm-hmm. will play it. We were we had several people request yesterday that we talk about this today and play it today. Buck mm-hmm. had a great show about it last night. Luke, where are you on a scale of 1 to 10 of being tired of talking about national people saying dumb things about the Titans? One being that's you can a talk good about way it for to... forever. Ten <laughs> is that you are so beyond done with it, well, and you wish Chris Broussard was the last time. That's a good way to to pose the question yes. because, from a professionalism standpoint, it is irritating. Yes, because you know my job is to talk and know as much as possible about the Titans. Right, I don't have to talk about. The Broncos. I don't really have to talk about the Panthers. I need the context, right? Of the yeah, NFL, sure, but sure. I'm not supposed to be, you know, an expert in everything. When right. you're a national person, you, you can't be an expert in everything, but you need to know what is going on. And if I walked into the show and started talking about, well, I think Julio Jones played great for the Titans on Sunday. Or if Rashawn Evans was out there active on, or not inactive. Yeah, we would have to have a conversation yeah, yeah. after the show ended about my future with this company. So from a, <laughs> from a professionalism standpoint, that is irritating. The fact that these people have a job to do and it is not being done. What I will say, though, is I don't understand. Like, I'm with, I'm with Liz. I, don't, I, I think it's entertaining when this type of stuff happens. I, I don't think that Titans fans should get bent out of shape about this because the national media as a whole, with exceptions, has proven they don't know anything about the Titans. And, and the people are clamoring, you know, we want the national media attention. We want the respect. We, want, we don't want them talking about Patrick Mahomes. We want them talking about the Titans. Why? Mm-hmm. The, these are the people you want respect from? Like, that's my thing with all of this. Right, yeah. And, and I did see a, a couple comments that I wanted to read because somebody brought up journalistic integrity. And let, let's we, we have to remember uh, Keyshawn Johnson is not a journalist. No. Like just because you write about a team, talk about a team on radio, podcast, TV, the internet, like we do, just because you have commentary about a team does not mean you are a journalist. He's an analyst. Yes. He's and, an and analyst. that's not semantic. There's an a big inter- difference in those roles. An analyst and an entertainer. Yes. Because what am I? I am a show host 
I am not a journalist. Yeah. I don't write about the team. I don't report about the team. I talk for a living and run this business yeah. as an entertainer and host. That Now, Luke is more of a reporter. That's his role, right? But yeah. he has the ability to, to be flexible and doing things. So let's remember that Keyshawn Johnson, in no way in hell, is Keyshawn Johnson a journalist. But he is an analyst, and his analysis is awful. So we will go ahead and play you this video of Keyshawn Johnson uh, – not even do I don't even know what to say, but <laughs> but Keyshawn Johnson with I don't Jay, know what it means. With, with Jay Williams and also Max Kellerman yesterday morning on ESPN Radio. Here they were to win the games instead of just giving the Titans the respect that they deserve for them beating the teams that they just beat. They've gone on an incredible run. I know that you may not look at the ceiling to be as high without Derrick Henry, but damn, just put some respect on the on well, the work on. that the just Titans because, have done. Just because they beat the Bills, Chiefs, Colts. Rams and Saints in consecutive Thank weeks. You. you want us? You want us to give them credit, Jay? What you're missing is this: we don't want to give the Titans credit. We want to talk about the Cowboys, right? That's what you're missing in all this. Eight Titans. and two, huh? They're, they're eight and two. Yeah, eight they're and not two. a real eight and two football team. See, that's what we go down. How could they not be a real eight and two football team? Bills, I'm, a, I'm just Chiefs. saying they're not a real eight and two team. No, but key. They just beat the Bills, I, Chiefs, I Colts, Rams, okay. and Saints. So now. I'll tell you, they, the win is a win is a win. No matter what the record says, you win the game, you win the game. That's yeah, yeah. what that's what it's about. If Josh Allen just puts his foot in the ground and score, man, but he they didn't. don't win that game. But he didn't. I know, I understand that, but they don't win that game. Yeah, then that, they're four and a, one over the over those. And five so games, you but. look at it, you go, call win against them. The quarterback play Trevor Simeon yeah. mixed in with a little heel. No Alvin Kamara. It's just like, I get it, but from a long-term solution, I don't think You're not letting the W sway you going no. forward into Hell a prediction no. that you think, like, well, overrates them. But, yeah, they're the, not going to go deep into the playoffs doing playing with that. Oh. I, I don't, it depends upon matchups. They're not going to go deep into the playoffs. So, I mean, your point about Josh Allen because he slipped, and I'm like, okay, well, if their offense was only a little bit better with the Bills versus the Jags, but it wasn't. So, like, I'm seeing things happen throughout the course of the league, and granted, they might be clunkers, but it's all about timing and it's all about matchups. Yeah, but that 8-2, and two, if you gave that 8-2 and two to uh, some team, some other, like, if I said that's 8-2 and two on Kansas City, then I will feel like it's real. <laughs> but eight but two Arizona, what's Arizona's record? That's why, that's why people Arizona, are still questioning whether Arizona's real or not. No, no, I'm Arizona, just, Arizona's, Arizona's real. You could clearly, they just lost two games without uh, the starting quarter. Uh, know what it is, no, no. So Arizona's real. The Bills or the Chiefs at eight and two would be real, but Keyshawn Johnson says the Titans eight and two is not real, even though they've beaten the Bills, they've beaten the Chiefs, and so there's a lot to unpack from yes. that video, Luke. So I'm just gonna. And Chad says blah blah BS. That's all I heard. <laughs> yeah. uh, and Mark says records are earned, not given. Paul says he's just dumb. And, and Jeremy Piper says what a clown show. Yeah, you know, it's absolutely a clown show. And if you watch, if you're watching on YouTube. Or if you're on Twitter and you see the the cover photo of today's show, uh, thank you to Fast Nasty for putting your artistic abilities to work because this is the cover photo on our YouTube video today, which I thought was just perfect. So Keyshawn Johnson, a clown show, talk about the Titans. Luke, I will let you have the floor yeah. to react to that two minutes of nonsense. Great. Couple of things. Yeah. First of all, I I don't like the revisionist history game where it's like, but if these three things had happened. Mm. Right. It, it, it 
they didn't happen, whether it's one way or the other, whether it's, you know, well, the Titans might have beaten the Jets if they score a touchdown in the red zone, like in or the first the, quarter, yeah, or, yeah, or the yeah. other way around, right. like like our man Keyshawn was just doing, where it's like, well, if Josh Allen hadn't slipped, I don't like that game to begin with. However, if you want to play that game, the revisionist history game, then what say you, Keyshawn Johnson, about the Chiefs game? Because you'd have to list about 40 different things that would have had to go differently for the Titans to lose that game. Mm-hmm. Similarly, against the Rams, a real 8-2 and two team, yep. probably in their mind or in his mind, because Max Kellerman seemed to be on the Titans' side with all this. And Jay Williams as well. Yeah. Jay Williams was adamantly pro-Titans yeah. in this yeah. conversation. Uh, the Rams game, would have had, 40 things would have had to gone differently for the, uh, for the Rams to win that yes. one. So the revisionist history part of that is dumb. But what caught my ear as just not really making sense, like I can at least follow the logic of the revisionist history, even though those two games are clear exceptions to that. Um, What I can't vibe with is the, well, if we gave the Chiefs an eight and two record, what is this poker where you draw your cards? Yeah. Oh, oh, I, I drew a straight. Well, we give you a straight. So now you're the good poker player. Well, he's got a royal flush. He's the good. That's not how this works. You don't like receive an eight and two record. You you yes. work and you yes. play to a level that uh, gets you that record. Right, right. So I, I think the worst part about it is him talking about, well, well the, the Cardinals are for real. And then he was incorrect. He was factually wrong <laughs> when he said the Cardinals <laughs> lost two games without their starting quarterback. No, they lost one. Uh, this past week where they got blown out to by the Panthers, but they were able with uh, Colt McCoy beat the Niners two weeks ago. I was about to say, I thought McCoy won. Yeah, Colt McCoy won. They lost to the Packers on Thursday night football in a great game, crazy ending, where the Packers had uh, several assistant coaches and their best wide receiver, Devontae Adams, out with COVID but the Packers are still going to win that game in a very highly entertaining uh, matchup between two top NFC teams. So he was wrong about that. But the fact that he's saying, oh, but, you know, they lost without their best player. Oh, okay. Well, the, the thing about the Titans is they are winning without their best player. They're losing without two of their best players. Julio Jones is out. They're winning. They're winning without oh, two. Excuse of, me, yeah. winning. I They're that. winning with playing 82 dudes in games this year. Yeah, I almost wanted They're to... winning with 20 players currently on injured reserve. When you texted me this morning at like 6.30 to tell me to come up with topics, I wanted to be like, what if on today's show we just saw if the two of us could name all 82 I know, players? No, there's no way in hell. played for the Titans. There's no way in hell. Uh, but again, I, I think it's just really lazy. And, and I appreciate uh, my guy, uh, uh Bonafide bro on Twitter who quoted me on Twitter saying Keyshawn is not a journalist. He's an entertainer and analyst. And I just simply quote tweet and says, yeah, he's a lazy one at that. <laughs> Keyshawn Johnson is lazy. And it's not the first time that we've seen Keyshawn Johnson be lazy. And he also admitted to how lazy he is by, I don't know if, if you saw Buck went uh, scorched earth on Keyshawn on three HL yesterday on the zone and also on A to Z sports primetime. So I highly suggest go back to our YouTube channel, subscribe there and watch Buck's show from last night where he said Keyshawn Johnson wants a war with Twitter, Titans Twitter, and he got one, and he did. And, and Buck was great. And he, Buck quoted saying, uh, I have been at every game and can confirm the Titans are a real 8-2. and two. Keyshawn doesn't watch them play. That's why he doesn't know. And Keyshawn himself says, I don't watch them play. So Keyshawn Johnson admitting, I don't know if he's being uh, sarcastic or I, not. I, th- I think he's being sarcastic. But clearly he doesn't watch them play. 
because clearly he is box score scouting the Tennessee Titans and looking at key plays. He might be watching highlights. He watched Josh Allen slip, but he didn't watch like him saying if Josh Allen didn't slip, they would have won that game. Well, you don't know that he was trying to get a first down to then have a new set of downs to maybe either win the game or go into overtime. So you don't know that, but that's like Jason McIntyre saying the Bills defense did a good job on Derrick Henry outside of the 76-yard touchdown. <laughs> exactly. What the hell is that well, about? That's the same revision. It's the same thing. thing. It's like, well, if they didn't give up this big play, then... Man, Derrick Henry's only averaging 3.5 yards a carry against the Bills defense if you take away the 76-yard touchdown run that gave the Titans a lead. Like, that's just dumb things that you say. And, and yeah, I did mean uh, Josh Allen Smith. But Josh Allen slipped, and the Titans win the game, right? Like, the Titans have been able to win games this year you know, because a, they've been able to be held together. A related topic, you know, I think the Astros might have won the World Series if they didn't give up so many home runs. Yes, right, exactly. <laughs> it's the same logic. Yes. If, so, man, if the Astros had better pitching, they would have beaten the Braves yeah. in the World Series. What? <laughs> like, no, that's not how this works. Like, things happen in the game, and that's how it works. And Jay Williams, like, can we prop up a national media member yeah. for doing the right thing? Can we prop up Jay Williams for being correct, I don't want to play the entire the entire video, but I do want to play the beginning of Jay Williams giving the Titans their due because we hate, hate, hate all the time. There's hate on the Titans from national media members who don't mm-hmm. say good things. Let's just replay Jay Williams. To win the games instead of just giving the Titans the respect that they deserve for them beating the teams that they just beat. They've gone on an incredible run. I know that you may not look at the ceiling to be as high without Derrick Henry, but damn, just put some respect on the, on oh, the work on. that the just Titans because, have done. Just because they beat the Bills, Chiefs, Colts, Rams, and Saints in consecutive Thank weeks. Thank you. You want, us, you want us to give them credit, Jay, what you're missing. So again, Jay Williams is giving respect, but it's logical. It's like you have to give them respect for what they've actually done on the field. And then when you analyze the Titans moving forward without Derrick Henry, how does that change your thoughts on them going forward? Because that's the right thing to do. Keyshawn saying that they're not a real eight and two makes no sense because they are a real eight and two because they're eight and two. Now then projecting moving forward, that's where you can allow your analysis to come in on. Can they sustain this and win games like this without Derrick Henry for the last seven games of the season uh, and then be able to do something in the playoff if Derrick Henry doesn't come back? That's where the analysis can get can get real and you can have an actual productive conversation. But Keyshawn was just blabbering his mouth and making no sense. So I, I know we have a question that we want to ask yes. our, our viewers, but but there is uh, one more thing, really two more things I want to say. Actually, one of them will lead into our question, so I'll hold okay. off on that one. Okay. Let me let me ask you this, Austin. Sure. We talked about the job of a national media member being a little different, right? I don't expect a national media member to know as much about the Titans as I do, for example. I'm there every day. Right. You know, I'm talking to the players and coaches constantly. What is the job then? How much do they need to know? Like you mentioned, oh, he's just watching highlights. So is, does a national media person need to – like are we expecting, you know, Colin Cowherd and Rich Eisen to watch start no, to finish no, no, all no, no, 16 no. That's games a, That's impossible. Week? Now, Game Pass makes it, you know, a little more feasible because you can watch an NFL game in 40 minutes or less. But that's not even realistic there too. But what their job is, they're national media members. They are national talk show hosts to some type of uh, level. They have connections and use those connections. I saw Tron Davenport in a Twitter thread uh, reaction, reacting off of this video. Like, they have Tron's number. They can call Tron's to have him come on the show to explain why the Titans are a real eight and two. Yeah. Or, or Keyshawn can talk to other people in the league that he knows because 
He played in the league for a yeah. long time. He's been in media for a long time. You have to use your connections in those markets to become more educated about those teams because, of course, you don't have time to watch all the games. Mm -hmm. But use your resources that you have by being the morning radio show on ESPN Radio to make yourself smarter and better instead of being lazy about it because that's what Keyshawn is. That makes sense. That makes sense. And, and I've done that certainly before with uh, with like you know a podcast. If it's a team that I don't know a whole lot about, like, like, for example, when the 49ers are playing the Titans, I look forward to talking to some 49ers folks about the quarterback situation in that team because that's a team, admittedly, they're in the NFC, mm -hmm. kind of middling. I don't know a whole lot about them. Um, and I'm a local guy. So, right. Yeah, so do you your job. use – yeah, know your job and do, do, don't be lazy. <laughs> so, so let's go ahead and ask this question. You mentioned you had a point, another point to lead us into yeah. this question. What was yeah. that? Well, so well, let's ask the question first. Okay. Okay, the question is, what's the most impressive thing about the Titans' 8-2 and two start? What is the most impressive thing about the Titans' 8-2 and two start? So we'll let you guys uh, ask or answer that question in the comments there. So what do you guys think is the most impressive thing about the Titans' 8-2 and two start? But first, let me tell you guys about where we are, Mandu, mandu.com. I got a workout in the Green Hills location yesterday. We are currently in the Brentwood location. It's a 15-minute workout, and it's full-body electronic muscle stimulation. You see behind me, there we go. If you see behind me over my left shoulder right here, see that machine? They hook you up to that machine. You're wearing a vest and pants, shorts that have the electrodes there that intensify your muscle activity, build muscle mass, build true functional strength, target that hard-to-burn body fat, and you get five hours in the weight room work in just 15 minutes without putting your joints a lot of stress and troubles. Uh, so if you have old injuries, don't worry, Mandu's for you. If you're out of shape and need somewhere to get started, Mandu's for you. If you're in shape, if you're 85% to that fitness goal, Mandu can help you get to that 100% achievement. Mandu.com. Your first workout is absolutely free. And if you tell them A to Z Sports sends you, they'll take 100 bucks off your first month when you sign up. That's Check that out right there at Mandu.com. Another great deal you can take advantage of is with our friends at, at BetMGM over there on That's Austin's right. T-shirt. Download the BetMGM app. Use the promo code A to Z Sports, A T O Z Sports. They will give you a risk free bet of up to $1,000. That's a great deal to take advantage of if you are new to the sports betting world, looking for a good deal to take advantage of, or if you're a veteran and just looking for a new book to try out, a good deal again to take advantage of. This is for you as well. So wherever you are in your sports betting career, download the BetMG app. Use the promo code A to Z Sports. Risk-free bet of up to $1,000. All right, Luke. So um, there's a lot of comments. I really appreciate all these comments. Of the, what's yeah, the great most, show yeah, this what's morning What's the most so impressive part about the Titans' 8-2 and two start? Uh, but uh, Go ahead, Luke, and kind of lead us into what your point was. Yeah, today. so the comment about they're not a real 8-2, and two, I don't think it's possible to not be a real 8-2. and two. I think it's possible to be like a fake six and four. Yeah. I think it's possible to be a fake eight and six. But when you're eight and two, when you've won on a six game win streak, on a six game win streak, yeah. The only argument I think to make is that the Titans are maybe getting hot at the wrong time. They're just they're just hot. They're clicking on all cylinders. But at the end of the day, like that, that's credit to the coaching staff. I don't think yeah. that. Like, the Titans aren't squeaking by. This isn't the Mike Malarkey Titans where 
you know, it's three yards in a cloud of dust, and well, they somehow the last two weeks the run game was well, less than well, and they somehow play. pull it out of their rear end. At yeah. the end. Like I saw a tweet yesterday uh, from a radio host here in town that said, uh, "Are we upset that the Titans?" Uh, I, I need to find this exact quote because it was so bad. But the the quote was, "Are we upset that the Titans could not?" I want to say it said finish off that they couldn't close the Saints out. They won. Yeah, that's closing. The deal. <laughs> that's yeah. closing the deal. And it's not like they're having these like Harry Houdini plays that they pull out of the hat at the end of the game. Like they're 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 getting a lead. They're holding on to the lead, and they're winning that way. Like, mm-hmm. and they haven't really won a whole lot of comeback. The Colts game was a comeback, but yes. in a six game streak, other than like you know maybe they're down one score and it's a back and forth well, type the, of thing. Well, they were they, they were down six nothing against the Bills. Yeah, but uh, that, were, but that's you know they were that down. Happens. But the, the Bills game was back and forth, which was a really impressive game. The yes. Seahawks game, they were down fourteen points. Yes. in the fourth. But, but in this in this winning streak, sure. other than the Colts game, they're not climbing out of holes. And they clung. It was a deep hole that they got out of fourteen nothing real quick against the Colts. So uh, what's the most impressive part? about the thing, the most impressive thing about the Titans' 8-2 start. Uh, Classically Educated said, sweeping the Colts. Um, Miko says, special teams. Jeremy says, this defense is increasingly better than it was last year. It was a detriment to the team. The offense doesn't have to be great when the defense takes over games. Valentino says, that's not Valentino Blake, is it? No. Uh, Defensive improvements. Uh, Orlando says, doing it with all the injuries. And Jarrell says, overcoming all the injuries. Uh, Steven says the Titans won games they weren't supposed to. Hell yeah. They were four, they were underdogs four straight weeks. That's insane. And they won outright as underdogs four consecutive weeks. That's crazy. Uh, that doesn't happen. Now, Eric says winning games they should have lost. Alex won with all the injuries. No Derrick Henry from Van. Uh, Jason says doing with all the injuries. Uh, Nate says the Colts sucking. Polly D saying pass rush. Uh, Jason says, no question, the backups are stepping up. Mark says, the obstacles they have overcome. And Donald says, the coaching. So, Luke, have you answered that What's about what you're most impressed with? There's so many comments today. This is awesome. I love all the comments. We can't read them all, but so many comments so far today. Yeah, I, I think the comments kind of hit on the big ones. For me, it's between the injuries, the, the, the fact that they've had to go through 82 different guys to get to this point. And Brable was fantastic about that yesterday. He was asked about using all those different players. And he was like, you know, Chris Collinsworth told me that the record's 84. And I said, hit the over on that one. Vrabel was great yesterday in his yes, press conference. But um, that's... he knows he has the Texans coming up. <laughs> <laughs> he can relax yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I was talking. And he about... also said that this team needs, needs rest. I think Vrabel's at that level of exhaustion where he's delirious. Yeah. You know, everybody has that when you're so tired, you're delirious. That's what I think. Oh yeah. Well, the, the early December bye week is certainly strange and late, but it's going to, it's going to help them. I think yeah. it'll be a benefit. I'm if, once they get there, if they can get there at nine and three or 10 and two, Oh my God, what a blessing that they have a bye week and then get to roll out the rest of the season. It'll also be a, a good breather for reporters, but yeah. yes, um, I think the most important thing, most impressive thing rather is the coaching. Uh, the job that, and we'll get more into Vrabel in a little bit, but the job that Vrabel, Downing, Bowen, and every coach within that building has done because what it takes to have 82 different players come in and do their jobs is not just, like Robinson obviously deserves a lot of credit for pulling the trigger on the right people, 
We're filling that locker room with people who, you know, when you're pulling a guy off the street, it's not even so much about a cultural fit. It's can they execute, you know, Mm football-wise what we need them to do. And Robinson deserves credit for that. But the coaches are putting them in positions to succeed. The position coaches are getting them ready and and the the coordinators are getting them versed in the playbook and Vrabel is operationally running the show. Right. So uh, I think that I'm most impressed with the job that he and his compadres on that coaching staff are doing. I, I kind of have to agree. That's that's where I was going to go. I, look, Todd Downing hasn't been great with situational play calling at times. Well, I, you know, well, Downing's been bad with the script, but once they get out of those first two drives, it's fine. Yes, but like, when is the script going to change? It did against the Chiefs, but it hadn't. And then it went right back to where it was bad. Yeah. You know, like, so like, get, you know, and then what happened on uh, Sunday? They got going, you know, the reverse that Adrian Peterson snap, reverse Tannehill throw to AJ, and then the reverse to AJ into round. That's some of that creativity. You saw some creativity at times this year, but Downing's kind of been vanilla for the most part. And uh, John says Downing is impressive to me. How many OCs can you go through and have success? And, Look, that's a great point, too, because this is Mike Vrabel's fourth year as Titans head coach, and it's his third offensive coordinator. Yeah. His previous two got hired by uh, away as head coaches. So you're either going to have a good offensive coordinator that becomes a head coach, or you're going to have a bad offensive coordinator and move on and struggle with it. So there is a lot to that. I don't think Todd Downing's on any short list for head coaches anytime soon, but I, I do think uh, a lot of that goes on how they've been able to keep the same type of system around the offensive coordinators they've been rotating through. Yeah. Terrence says their passion and heart for a team that has so many injuries, they still go out and play. And I, I did see somebody else uh, say, I want to go back to this question because, or this comment. Um, Derek, over under 100 players used by the Titans this season. You better be hoping for the under. And it's crazy because they've played 10 games, they've got seven left, and they're already at 82. The record is 84 for an entire season that was done last year in a COVID situation. So the fact that they're already at 82 and the Titans really haven't had COVID issues for the most part this season is pretty crazy about the injuries they've had and their ability to use the back and churn the back end of the roster for matchup and game by game type uh, personnel basis. I mean, they're going to smash that uh, 84 number probably by, you know, this week or next week and be beyond that and have the most, players on a, that have played a game ever in the NFL by a lot, but it's kind of crazy on how you can operate like that because most NFL teams and aren't deep like this and the Titans continue to find more depth. And so I think, I think I'm with you on the coaching of them being able to find how a guy can help them in a certain role and like Dylan Cole and go in there and make a big play. I, I would do. I will say. I think there does come a point where you run out of juice. We talked about this. I think uh, on Sunday at some point, uh, looking back at the 2018 Vrabel Titans, that that happened to them. They just had so many injuries that in the end they couldn't couldn't keep up anymore. They couldn't keep their heads above water. Right. Um, Vrabel had a funny line about that yesterday. Steve Lehman asked him, uh, like, "Are you? Are, do you get concerned? Are you concerned?" And he's like. If I was Steve, who would I? T- what would I do? Like, would I just go tell Stretch? Like, I- I'm concerned about the injury. I mean, you can like, still be concerned about things, and I have to tell anybody. So, I mean, yes, I, I, I thought that was a funny answer, but he definitely. I mean, you got to be concerned about this because you can't just can continue to go to the streets or other people's practice squads and find guys that can help you out. Yeah, but it's not like something they can correct. 
Like they can't say we're getting injured. Let's stop that. No, I, I know. It's just in like Jeffrey Simmons has a bad ankle and he's out there. <laughs> that doesn't seem to be bothering him. Uh, yeah, much. I know, which is nuts. But like, <laughs> it's like, God, every time I see somebody new limp off the field, I'm like, what is going on with this team? Lawan's cramping. Ola's cramping. Yeah. Bud Dupree now has an ad- abdominal thing. And by how quickly they ruled Bud Dupree out of that game on Sunday, I kind of have a concern that they knew something was more I, I don't know it's that's just a pure speculation on my end so I probably shouldn't do that but uh, but again I, I really feel like the coaching has been so great and we asked this question yesterday Luke when Jack was on with me uh, that Mike Vrabel is absolutely a top three coach of the year candidate in the NFL if he's not higher than three he could be one or two yeah definitely uh, and, and Kingsbury losing on Sunday uh, her, y'all, I know y'all talked yesterday about Vrabel being number one in the coach of the year odds on, on drafting sportsbook. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I think Kingsbury losing obviously propelled him to that spot, but look, the narrative set up for Vrabel the moment that Henry went down at like my buddy, Will Lomas, who I do the no nonsense podcast with was like, Vrabel's going to win coach of the year now because the narrative is going to be, they lost their best player and look at the job that he did keeping them together and and it's happening yeah it is happening a to z sports here live on this tuesday from mandu we've got some numbers that prove ryan Tannehill's value to the tennessee titans and i find this fascinating uh so we'll go ahead and and ask and and get into this so luke you've got a chart that we're going to go over uh of ryan Tannehill's value to the titans but real quick let me tell you guys about the bone and joint institute bone and joint tn.org the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. We're talking about a lot about the Titans injuries. Uh, injuries happen in life. It sucks, but that's just what happens. So make sure you know who to go to and who to trust. Whenever you get hurt or someone you love, family member gets hurt, go to the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org. Over a dozen doctors there at their facility in Franklin, Tennessee that specialize in any type of joint injury you could possibly have. So trust them, boneandjointtn.org. And our friends at BetMGM have a great deal going on for you. Download their app. Use the promo code A to Z Sports. And they will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. Yep. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 years old or must be present in Tennessee. And for gambling problem support, call the Tennessee Redline 1-800-889-9789. Luke, let's hit these numbers. Let's what do it. I, I find it fascinating because Tannehill's box score numbers don't look impressive, right? No. Not at all. His oh. box score numbers are by far the worst in his time as Titans started. I, w- I wish we had like an analytics horn on this show. I mean, like signifying we're about to talk about analytics. Oh, yes. Like the. Because <laughs> Ryan Tannehill uh, with 12 passing touchdowns, eight interceptions, sacked 29 times. He does have five rushing touchdowns. Uh, in a
We are back. <laughs> uh, Luke's phone died. That's exactly what happened. Luke's phone died, so my phone's up there. Uh, so, you know. Everyone stayed in, though. Yeah, everyone like. stayed in, yeah, which is funny. Uh, but good job. Uh, Luke is uh, now a member of the Zach Bingham IT team. Yes, and also Pit Crew. That was pretty quick. That was a pretty quick tire change there, uh, there uh, for for Luke there. All right, so back here on this Tuesday show. So Luke, let's go over these numbers of Ryan Tannehill of why uh, he has been so valuable to the Tennessee Titans. Yes. So back, we're going to do the sound the analytics horn, <laughs> and we're going to take a look at this. I, and I appreciate uh, um, Mike Herndon and Zach Lyons from the F Words podcast for helping me out with this. So. What we're looking at here is, of course, a scatter plot. On the left, the vertical axis, that's pro football focus grades. So that 55 to 90 mark, that's where these quarterbacks rank on pro football focus. The horizontal axis at the bottom, as you can see at the bottom, it says predictive EPA plus CPOE index. EPA stands for expected points added, meaning that what what is putting these quarterbacks on this plot here is historically in the situations that these quarterbacks have been put in on each given play, how are they performing above or below that expectation? Yeah. CPOE is expected completion percentage compared with actual completion percentage <laughs> in NFL history. Good Lord. We're having a little math lesson yes, here, but as you can see, looking at this graph, which, and, and we can sort of criticize or, or, or praise the actual stats in just a moment, it looks like the top quarterbacks in the league, if you combine predictive EPA, CPOE with pro football focus grade, you've got Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, Tom Brady, all sort of toward the top, Kyler Murray up there, Prescott, Josh Allen. And so like what I take from that to start is at least the non Tannehill guys Mm -hmm. are guys we would think of as the better quarterbacks in the league, Brady, Allen, Maybe not Cousins, but he has played very well this year for the Vikings. They're they're just losing for a multitude of other reasons. Right. Uh, so in that way, it, it's sort of maybe indicating what we think it would. But Ryan Tannehill, right in the middle of all of them. Yes. Yeah. And I, I saw this to kind of add it further. Uh, Buck Rising wrote a good piece uh, on our website, com slash Nashville. The Tennessee Titans go only as far as Ryan Tannehill does. And I, I did see another number uh, that Ryan Tannehill has – been under duress significantly and has uh, the Titans off the line has the third worst pass blocking grade in the NFL, according to Ben Baldwin of the athletic. And so third worst pass blocking grade in the NFL, he's been sacked a lot fourth most 29 times, Yeah, but he's also gotten rid of the ball really quickly. Uh, he's top seven in, in getting rid of the ball quickly and he's also had a rotating door of weapons on the outside where A.J. Brown has been unreliable in year three, which I think is a surprise to all of us. And then Julio Jones has been week to week and now out for on IR for the next several uh, weeks here. And then you've got Anthony Ferkser and a lack of tight end reliability. And now Derrick Henry's gone. So mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill, you know, somebody commented earlier on the show that Ryan Tannehill is putting up Marcus Mariota numbers when it comes to 12 passing touchdowns and eight interceptions. Like, I don't disagree. Like, that's kind of a Marcus Mariota yeah, type but, season. I mean, let's but not again, make that comparison. No, I'm not please. saying he is Marcus, <laughs> but no, I'm, that's the point. 
is it looks like he's having that type of year when in fact he's still able to overcome so much adversity that he's having to do because the Titans around him offensively have been falling apart. Yeah, Mariota toward the end was unwatchable. Tannehill's no. not. Um, but again, he's made bad decisions at times. Yeah, and I, and I want to say, so I was very critical of Tannehill yes. during our halftime show Sunday, during the postgame show. But overall, like you have to give him credit. They're 8-2. and two, And I, I asked Vrabel yesterday, and a couple highlights from his answer, I asked Tannehill, or I asked Vrabel about Tannehill navigating those things you were just talking about, the revolving door receiver, yeah. not having a game with the full offensive line for the entire game. And the first thing Vrabel said is he said, Ryan is obviously our leader. He is our quarterback, and we will go as he goes. Right. The Titans are 8-2. and two. Yes. So if the Titans are going where Ryan Tannehill is going, he's clearly going to good places, right? Yes. And another thing that Vrabel said in talking about the protection and the different players is he he sort of said, you know, you just you got to hit the open receiver and and the the blocking might not be as good when a guy goes out, but you know, it's not like playing with you know different personalities yeah. or anything like that. But one thing he did say is uh, the, the blocking has to be good. And he highlighted a time where the other day uh, the pocket was breaking. He said it's hard to function if the pocket breaks down or a guy's in the middle of the pocket. And him saying that indicated to me that that perhaps has been a problem for the Titans. It has. Yeah, it has been. I mean, Kendall Lamb just gets bulldozed right that in was awful. lap fast on a key His third first, down. It was just like the Arizona game. Yeah. And, and so <clears throat> it's, it's, a, it's a struggle. Um and do you look at all the things around Ryan Tannehill that are variables that are continuously changing? First off, you know, it's the first time he's had Todd Downing as a play caller. And Todd Downing yes. having to learn how to be an offensive coordinator again after only doing it for one year with the Oakland in 2017. Then you've got all the injuries to the offensive line, uh, the rotating door of weapons outside, uh, A.J. Brown dropping passes, McNichols dropping passes. Like, if Jeremy McNichols catches the first touchdown pass that he, the one that he dropped from Tannehill in the wheel route. How differently is Sunday? How differently do we view Ryan Tannehill's play on Sunday? Because it was a beautiful throw. Well, the only thing that would change my view of Ryan Tannehill's performance on Sunday is if he didn't throw an arm punt to Marcus Williams. That didn't matter. That didn't actually count, but he but did with, it. He did it. I understand, but he got away with it. And so by no, so you don't think it, by no virtue of his own, did he get away with that? So you don't think you would have felt any different if the Titans were up, uh, you know, with a 10, having a 10 point, I think it was a 10 point lead at that point. Not if he still throws that interception. No. Well, but the game's very different now. They, you know, but he didn't throw the interception because it didn't count. <laughs> you, you are like insistent on this interception not counting because it, it did not count. But if we're evaluating Ryan Tannehill's performance, I understand we're evaluating the play and we, we, that if, is a, if the penalty had affected the play, then sure. It, but it did. I understand. It's a bad, but look, sometimes you make bad decisions in life that you get away with. And you're like, Whew, that was stupid, but I, it didn't hurt me. So let's learn from it. I still know why I made that bad decision, but let's move on from it and, and not do it again. Okay, right? coach. No, that's, that's not just coach. That's freaking life, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, just, that happens all the time. You know, you're, I know you're young, Luke, but you'll learn. Uh, you make mistakes that, that don't count. You get away with those and you just have to hope you don't do it again. Uh, and, and Lucas says, Austin, that's like saying the Derrick Henry stiff arm didn't count. Yeah. And people forget the Derrick Henry stiff arm on Josh Norman didn't happen. <laughs> great, 
quote Mike Vrabel, greatest five-yard run in NFL history. But it, no, it didn't happen. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, it wasn't like Mike Vrabel's not even right on that. Penalty. It, it was a penalty. It, it just didn't exist. It just didn't exist, which is hilarious. Who was but, the holding on? Do you remember? Uh, I don't think it was a hold. I thought it was a penalty on. I think it was like an offside or something like that. If it was offside, the play would have counted. No, they, they, they accepted the penalty. So it would have been five yards. Oh, yeah. Keep it down, right? So, anyway. Uh, so, Ryan Tannehill, I think, has been pretty solid. Uh, we will look. We have a we have a a question uh, for Ryan Tannehill, but I think we're going to keep that in our back pocket, okay, uh, and save that for another day because we're having a great show here. But we're going to go ahead and move on to sports trivia on a Tuesday, uh, live here from Mandu and Brentwood. So, sports trivia on a Tuesday, Luke. We are on fire. Uh, with our with our trivia as of late, real quick, let me tell you guys about Wilson County Hyundai, WilsonCountyHyundai.com. They are where you need to go for a brand new car. Make them a part of your car buying process. Simply go to WilsonCountyHyundai.com or see what they have on the lot there in Lebanon. If they don't have it, they'll work to get it for you. Trust Payne Bone and his crew in Lebanon. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go. And our friends at BetMGM have a great deal going on for you. If you download their app, use the promo code A to Z Sports. They will give you a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. That's right. So check that out uh, with BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Download that app, ATOZ Sports. Uh, so now... Well, before we get started... Yes, yes. Had to have that in there. Thank you. You had to have that in there. Okay. So, um, oh, crap. That, that quiz didn't load. I was going to have a great uh, quiz here. Okay. Can um, you reload it? Yeah. Well, no, it just it doesn't exist. It ah. disappeared. Uh-huh. It disappeared. All right. So, here is a, uh, here's a quiz. It's, it, the quiz is, uh, is labeled Top of the Grid Quiz. It is NFL trivia. Again, how this works is you have two rules. You cannot... Google, and you can also not reach out to someone via <laughs> technology. If somebody is in your vicinity, they can join in on the trivia fun. I, I used to play trivia at a restaurant growing up with family, and the guy would always say, this is not who wants to be a millionaire. There are no lifelines. Yes, you cannot text. You cannot use your phone. You cannot reach out to another table uh, like that. So we have 10 questions, uh, and so we're going to go through these NFL top-of-the-grid questions. This was last updated in 2018 for reference. Which of the following quarterbacks retired with 420 career touchdown passes? Which of the following quarterbacks retired with 420 career TD passes? Joe Montana, Dan Marino, Steve Young, or Dan Fouts? It's not Steve Young or Dan Fouts. Why, is, why so? Steve Young didn't have enough volume for that i i would agree with you and dan fouts i don't think was that good he was not, about, no, i'm not saying dan fouts wasn't that good he wasn't that good okay I, I don't think um i think we're getting a lot of marino guesses so that sounds right because i also don't think joe montana i don't think joe montana would have thrown enough volume yeah I, i'm gonna say dan marino i think that makes sense right, so we're gonna go dan marino final a to z Final A to Z. Right, Dan Marino. So we, we submit all the 10 questions and we find out our grade afterward, the fact. So, all right, who is the first running back to rush for 2,000 yards in a season? Eric Dickerson, O.J. Simpson, Jamal Lewis, Barry Sanders. Uh, I know this. Okay. O.J. That's what I thought. Yeah. Because the others were all after O.J. Right. I don't right. know about Jamal Lewis, but I know the other two were. Now, this is uh, 
Who was the first player in history to achieve 20,000 receiving yards in their career? Pretty sure it's Jerry Rice. I don't know that anyone else has. I think I think Randy Moss might be close. Maybe T.O. But those aren't op- those aren't options. It's Bob Hayes, Dick Bass, Lance Rensel, or Jerry Rice. Yeah, that's got to be it. It's got to be Jerry Rice. Okay, next question. This is question number four. Who was the first NFL rusher to run for 25 touchdowns in a season? So the LT record is 28. Right, that happened in 06. Um, so here yeah. are the options. Paul Hornig, Emmett Smith, Mercury Morris, Fran Tarkenton. Fran Tarkenton, a quarterback back in the day. So who was the first NFL running back to, or rusher, because Fran Tarkenton is a quarterback, NFL rusher to run for 25 touchdowns in a season. I'm interested to see what the chat says about this one. Someone says uh, Ricky Williams. That I was not it, a choice. Yes, that's Louis. So uh, you can't take what Louis says seriously. <laughs> he also answered a mod Rashad. He's just naming <laughs> NFL players. Emmett Smith, Emmett Smith, Emmett Smith is pretty much what I'm seeing. I think it's Emmett Smith as well. That makes sense. Orlando says Mercury Morris. I don't think Mercury Morris had 25 touchdowns. That's insane. Like, they didn't play enough games. Because he was in those 70 Dolphins teams. Yeah. And they played 14 games in a season. And, and yeah, Emmett Smith makes sense. So right. let's lock that and in. Fran Tarkenton could be something because Fran Tarkenton was like the original Johnny Manziel. Okay. But again, I don't think he played enough games to run for 25 touchdowns in a season. So we're going to go Emmett Smith. All right. This running back was the first to carry the ball an amazing 400 times in a season, even though he averaged 3.8 yards per carry in 1984. His Bucks still finished six and ten. Is Allsott? No, eight nineteen eighty four. How old do you think Mike <laughs> Allsott is? I just thought Bucks running back. The answer, the options are Tony Dorsett, Leroy Kelly, James Wilder, Franco Harris. Well, Tony Dorsett and Franco Harris were not Bucks, right? I I believe this is James Wilder. Okay, and, and I I feel pretty confident about that because as we were looking at Derrick Henry breaking touches records. Uh, earlier in the season, which is not going to happen now. Obviously, James Wilder was up there. So let's go James Wilder and lock that in. We're flying through this trivia. I think we're 5-0 and right now. I, I think we are currently 5-0. and uh, We are 77% on the season. Real quick, before we get to our last five questions, let me tell you guys about RentersWarehouse.com. They're the professional landlords in the Nashville area. Simply go to RentersWarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. So many different ways you can use Renters Warehouse to your benefit. Create extra cash flows for your family, long-term equity, retirement plan ready right there at RentersWarehouse.com. All right, question number six, Luke. In 2004, the Colts' Peyton Manning broke Marino's season total touchdown record by throwing for 49. Marino, the Dolphins, had thrown 48 and 84. Okay. The previous record was set by who in 1961? Good night. Who's throwing 40 touchdowns in 1961? Uh, I'm, I'm with Josh. Luke, if you could yawn one more time. I think you have I, a yawning issue. I slept for 10 hours last night. You have a, I don't know what the problem is. You have is. a yawning issue. You're not getting enough oxygen into your brain. <laughs> so it's not a sleep deprivation thing. It's just that your brain needs more oxygen. I don't know. So I immediately thought Johnny Unitas, but Roy and Polly, Johnny Unitas is not an option. The options are, well, Dante Culpepper, I'm just going to take that out. Jim Plunkett, George Blanda, Vince Ferragamo. George Blanda, I think. Jim Plunkett, George Blanda, 
Vince Ferragamo. I have never Dante heard. Dante Culpepper did not play. No, I, I know. That. That's why I did not say it a second time. This is stupid. <laughs> You know, a lot of you guys are bringing up Johnny Unitas, which I, I, that was where I would have gone, but he is not there. So I kind of feel like it's got to be Blanda. Jim Plunkett in 1961. I think it's Plunkett or Blanda. Who is Vince Ferragama? <laughs> I have no idea. Because we can't Google. We can, maybe we can Google that after. Yeah, I, I'll think, I'll, let's go with George Blanda. George okay. Blanda feel good for everybody? I mean, what is, is that what the chat says? Yeah, yes. that's what the chat says overwhelmingly, so we'll lock that in final A to Z. All right, question seven. Which receiver set a record for 143 receptions in 2002? Marvin Harrison. We had this question like a week ago. Well, we didn't have this exact question because maybe we had the answer, but we didn't have the question. What? <laughs> we, we, we just talked we have, about we have who not, had the – We have not taken this quiz, though, so we have not but we had ha- this that, question. That question – on a different I, quiz. It was it was phrased differently because it was like so and so passed who to get the receptions record or something like that. It was wasn't it the it same was, it was the same kind of question. Marvin Harrison was the same answer, but it was a different question. Yeah. So, so Marvin Harrison And it was the same record that was being discussed. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. see Bobby says Marvin, we already had this. Well we didn't have this because we've never taken this quiz before. So <laughs> I had to like I had to say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> question number eight. Who was the first running back to rush for 100 career touchdowns? Uh, Emerson Boozer, <laughs> Paul Horning, Jim Brown, Neil Anderson. I don't know if Jim Brown played long enough. I have no clue. Who was the first NFL running back to rush for 100 career touchdowns? Never heard of most of those people. Emerson Boozer. You never heard of Paul Hornig? I've heard the name. I couldn't tell you who played Jim for. Brown, Neil Anderson. Uh, my guess is Horning. Okay. What does the chat think? The chat is looking like Horning. Orlando says Horning. Yeah. Ed says Horning. G-Man says Horning. You going Horning? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Question number nine. Okay. It's kind of easy. The great Johnny Unitas with horseshoe in his helmet and his legendary high tops through 290 career passing touchdowns. Let's remember that. That might come up with <laughs> 290 career passing touchdowns for Johnny U. Uh, what jersey number did he wear? 19. Yeah, that's easy. So I think we can move on. Okay. This is kind of local. Which Houston Oiler was the first quarterback to throw 400 pass completions in a season? Houston Oilers? Which which yeah, which Houston it's Oilers? Be Warren Moon, right? So George Blanda or Warren Moon is kind of my gut. My War, it's got to be Warren Moon. George Blanda didn't throw four hundred passes in a season. But, but we also said that George Blanda held the previous touchdown record early on. Yeah, touchdown record. I know. I'm just saying. Like, so he threw a lot. It, it's it, Warren Moon makes too much sense. For I this. agree with you. Think it's Warren Moon. Yeah, that's what everyone in the chat thinks. Okay, so we. I. What do you think we got? Uh, more and Moon, final eight is it. No, no, no. What do you think we got? Oh, I uh, think we did really nine good. out of ten. I think you think we got nine right because I feel like we probably missed one, but we were pretty confident about just about all of them. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. All right, so uh, first, uh, here we go. So, answer time. First, uh, oh no, who retired with 420 career touchdown passes? We were right with Dan Marino. First running back to rush for 2,000 yards in a season, we were right with OJ Simpson. First player in 2000 with 20,000 receiving yards in their career. We were right with Jerry Rice. 
first running first rusher to run for 25 touchdowns in the season. We were correct with Emmett Smith. Running back who first carried the ball 400 times in a season in 1984 for the Bucks. We were correct with James Wilder, so we were 5-0. 2004, Colts, Peyton Manning broke Marino's season. season this is worded so strange. Season touchdown total by throwing for 49. Who did Marino break in previously set in 61? We were correct with Jordan Blanda. Which receiver set a record for 143 receptions in 02? We were correct with Marvin Harrison, so we're 7-0. Who was the first running back to rush for 100 career touchdowns? We guessed Paul Hornig, and we were incorrect. It was Jim Brown. It was Jim Brown. John Unitas, war number 19, we were correct. And Warren Moon completed 400-plus passes in a season for the first time. So, Luke, we went 9-1. That's nine what and 9-1. I knew it. You knew it. I could. Did you guess the one we missed? It was definitely the... I, I, I figured we had missed one. I didn't know which one. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. I, like, like I told you this morning, next time I'm on on a Tuesday and we yes. do trivia, I'm going to write 10 Titans trivia questions, and they're going to be immense. Like, they're like going to be 300, immen- 400 level classes. They're going like to be grad immen- school level classes. Immensely challenging. All right. So now I have to do math. So we were, we were, we are now uh, 60. <laughs> I do. All the comments are just about yawning now. I know. It's because you keep yawning. I can't. I- <laughs> so we are now 78%. That's very good. So 78%. We've got two weeks left before we wrap up. Uh, so in, in Ethan Ramsey nails it. This isn't a real 91 record. Fantastic. Zach's not here, but love of the show. Yeah, love yeah, of the, the show. Ethan Ramsey. Ethan Ramsey. That is not a real 91 trivia record. The only way it would have been real is if we went 8 and 2. <laughs> so I think we're on a tear right here. We Because me and you went 9 and 1 three weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, and then Zach and I went 10 and 0 last week and now 9 and 1 again. So overall, we are 63 out of 80. Uh, we've got two weeks left to, to stay above 75% for the first time in our lives uh, in trivia. So uh, we're going to have a fun show tomorrow. So thanks again for watching today live at Mandu. Tell Mandu A to Z Sports sent you and you get 100 bucks off your first month when you try out. Thanks again for Luke for stepping in for Zach, who is currently still out with COVID dealing with that. So uh, send Zach a tweet. I'm sure he won't see it. Uh, so we'll see you guys later on. Don't forget A to Z Sports Podcast Network for more content. The website as well for everything Luke, Buck, Adam, Zach Reagan, Alex Doherty. Everybody writes there as Luke yawns again. <laughs> I tried to hold it in until you ended. I couldn't. On Wednesday. Thanks for watching.